lovely listeners, welcome to episode 132 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. I am your host, the titular Stace, and joining me in the parlour this month is returning champion, friend of the parlour, absolutely amazing animator extraordinaire and top-notch lass, it's Bryony Evans. Hello, dear. Oh, I need to grab everything you just said and put on my Twitter bio. <laughs> 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 oh it's so nice to have you back in the parlor thank you nice to be here <laughs> pull up a chair have a little french fancy yep, yep. <laughs> i've had so many french fancies today it's actually a bit ridiculous mm. <laughs> i don't know if i should admit that no go for it it's fine you're an adult <laughs> yeah i'll eat what i like Dolly, what I like. No, what happened was Rich was like, oh, look, Mr. Kipling cakes are on a three for two thingy. So, so just get three boxes of French fancies. And I was like, yeah, we're adults. We won't eat them all in one go. <laughs> mm. Ha, ha. <laughs> are you like, if um, if you don't see something, you, you'll just, you know, forget it exists. But if you see it, it's, it's in your mouth already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like... I'm one of these people who are like, oh, Rich has just started watching um, this guy, this cookery guy on YouTube called Joshua Wiseman. And like he does this thing called But Better, which is like he takes he goes to a fast food place and he orders a meal and then he eats it. And then he tries to make a better version of it himself. And like every time we watch that, I'm like, get me a McDonald's or whatever it is that he's like trying to do better. Get me a KFC. It literally happened tonight. We were watching him make a KFC and I was like, Rich. All I want in my life is some fried chicken right now. And he was like, I'm already on Uber Eats. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I knew somebody who had to plan their shopping deliveries around Great British Bake Off so that every time they got a di- like they'd always have like cakes or breads or something yeah, like, yeah, to eat while it was on. Because otherwise they'd just be like, I want a cake. <laughs> you can't. I mean, some people can, but you are a strong willed human being. If you can watch Great British Bake Off and not have any food. Yeah. It, Even it, if it's savoury, just no food. Watching that programme is a little bit of torture. Yeah, yeah. There was an episode on the last season, I think, where they were making, like, Cornish pasties. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was like, oh, God, that's all I want and we don't have any. And then for, like, a full week I had to wait until the next big shop so I could be like, get me all of the Cornish pasties. And I think I had about six in a week. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am one of these people though that once I get a thing in my head I'm like no it's all I want for the next like week at least (laughs) I mean it depends what the food is but I guess if that's Cornish pasty it's not so great but (laughs) Mm, yeah where did you get them from oh sadly enough I had to get fucking shitty Ginsters ones but um I know I know but one day one day I'll have a proper one from somewhere sensible I don't think (sighs) I've ever had like an actual one from Cornwall no, well, I've never been to Cornwall. Somebody brought me one back once, but it wasn't that great. But I think it was because she bought it like two days before she came home. Yeah, I don't think. Mm, <laughs> I think you meant to eat them on the day. Yeah, <laughs> like processed and in a you know plastic. Yeah, or like frozen. But yeah, no, she she was just like, I bought this pasty for you, and I was like, hom. Um. <laughs> the thought was nice. Yeah, I pre. Oh yeah, I appreciated the uh, the sentiment, and I still let the whole thing because it's me. <laughs> Anyway, this isn't Stacey's pop culture pasty. Yeah, um, sorry, uh, everyone, if we've made you hungry. I know. I'm going to be listening back to this when I'm editing, and I'll be like, mm, pasties. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, how have you, you been? Stacey, get, get better pasties. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just just find someone who's in Cornwall to, like, send me a steady, like, pasty delivery. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
Oh, that'd be amazing. Anyway, how have you been since you were last here, dear? I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. I think we were in lockdown. Like, I think we were, yeah. yeah. So, better, because that's what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's one... better. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, on the one hand, definitely better that I'm, you know, seeing people and doing things. But then on the other hand, also, seeing people and doing things, scary and tiring. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> we were talking that, about that a little bit before. It's like, oh, you go in a crowd and you're like, <laughs> yeah it's what's tickled me well not tickled me because obviously it's not it's not even remotely funny but like the couple of times I thought oh no this is it this is where I'm going to get covid was like I went to a I went to a really big gig at the NEC in Birmingham that had like 10,000 people at it and then I went to a really big gig I went to see Phoebe Bridges in London last month which was like full-on amazing but I have never felt more like a sardine in a can in my entire life like they just packed the whole place for I think she was doing three nights in a row and it was still like fully packed like all the way up to the back and it was one of those roasting summer days and I was just like sweating and like everybody was singing and and I was like oh that no this is it this is when I get covid no I got it from an NHS convention (laughs) oh man I know that's why I definitely don't want to get it no no how bad is that oh can't can't believe it I mean I can it is just my luck to get it from work but (laughs) I I can't believe you didn't get it from the gig I know I was amazed because like like after the first gig as well when we went to see ghost I was like Oh, maybe I'm just one of these people who's immune. And then like, oh, oh, yes, they were so good. Oh, Oh, my God. If you if you ever get the chance to see them live, like a thousand percent take it because shit, there were like fireworks and pyrotechnics. I was just going to say the costume changes. (laughs) I think I've done like a gig. No, I don't think I have. I was meant to have one. Here we go. Get your little sad violin out. Cause oh, no. Here we go. Postpone stuff. I was meant to see, like, the Ghibli concert of uh, Joe Hisashi. <gasps> Me too. Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, you, oh, you know then. Oh. <laughs> uh, that was originally going to be on my birthday weekend in 2020. And my mum bought me tickets for my birthday. And then it was, like, postponed, postponed. It's been postponed again. It was the same for me because we had a birthday. <laughs> Yeah, they ended up getting me something else instead. So, and it was literally what well, was like two days before the gig was meant to happen. And but I was in Ireland at the time, so I literally was like, I booked my flights, I, I booked everything. Oh no, like, well, I guess I'm still getting my flight though. So, <laughs> it was still a really nice weekend. I ended up hanging out with um, the friends I was going to go with because uh, one of them's like bought a house recently so you know got to see where she lives and you know that nice area and stuff but you know it's postponed it'd be fine we'll just do it some other time <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> oh no anyway Aww. yeah the um I, I was enjoying the um I say enjoying you know like in a communal sharing the sadness way like just typing in his name in twitter and just everyone just like, I'm going to be like a thousand years old, like gifts of like Sophie <laughs> from Howl's Moving Castle by the time I see this. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, gigs have just been a weird one for me because a lot of them, I don't think I'd have been to one yet because of my anxiety. If it weren't for the fact that 
the people weren't cancelling them themselves because <laughs> like with ghost i was because it was only april so it was still like it, it still was like omicron times and i was like to, i said to rich like i can't i can't not go because these tickets were expensive and we're not going to be able to like get the money back but like if they cancelled it i would be absolutely fine with that i think because i'm frightened um yeah. but they didn't cancel it so we I, went <laughs> like people did get covid from that but i guess the only anyone who's like really really you know at a really vulnerable stage i guess wouldn't have gone but Mm. um yeah the people that would have they were like well i got i got ghost covid i guess like everyone just sort of (laughs) says names the covid of where they got it from now um conference covid for me then yeah nhs covid isn't sound as (laughs) no Although that, that makes it sound like I play like an important patient facing role in the NHS if I call it NHS COVID. But if I call it what it was, which was conference COVID, it's much more boring. <laughs> conference COVID. Yeah, very formal. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends got uh, COVID from a Barry Manilow concert, which I think is in its own special <laughs> way. is just like, Wow. <laughs> oh that's actually amazing yeah i mean she's fine like everyone's fine thankfully like yeah no no hospitalizations or anything like that but um yeah (laughs) just i don't know from a bar there's something about it being from a barry manlock concert i don't know (laughs) i don't know why oh we were talking about concerts the other day because um (laughs) we had a couple of like we had a couple of friends over and we were just randomly talking about like you know bands we haven't thought about for years and things and then we got around to talking about what our first concerts were i'm intrigued to find out what yours was but mine was uh, i was 11 years old and my mom took me to see michael bolton (laughs) michael bolton (laughs) (laughs) isn't that the stupidest thing you've ever Oh my god! I just can't imagine an eleven-year-old. Well, what had happened was is that my mum really wanted to go because she was like a huge super fan of his, and I didn't mind the odd song. And she bought two tickets, assuming that my uncle would go with her because my uncle loves like he's he'll go and see any live music if somebody gets him a ticket. Um, he just loves a bit of music and that. But he was categorically like, I'm not going to see Michael Bolton. <laughs> Oh like after my mum bought the tickets he was like no absolutely not and like nobody else in my family wanted to go and I was like oh I'll go with you like I've never been to a concert before this will be fun I've never seen so much denim in my life oh my god amazing <laughs> wow I know what I a fun first that concert. counts as your first gig I mean technically it does but I guess what was the first gig you wanted to go to the first gig oh, well I mean uh, I mean that would probably be S Club 7 <laughs> There we go. There it is. There it is. See, how bad must Michael Bolton be in my uncle's ears, though? Because my uncle took me to that. So he came with me to see S Club 7, but categorically would not see Michael Bolton. I kind of feel sorry for Michael Bolton. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he was pretty good live anyway. Uh, Anyway, mine mine was um, another product of the time. Mine was busted. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. That's that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the um, I remember the uh, supporting act was McFly, but it was like before anyone knew who they were. Oh, amazing! So that was kind of like a oh, I've seen McFly just because they were tagged along with Busted. So that was kind of like yeah. had bragging rights for when I was a teenager about that. The closest I get to with that was I once saw Maximo Park supporting the Future Heads, and then Maximo Park got like exponentially more famous somehow. Yeah. Even though I love the Future Heads, they're amazing. Um, anyway. Yeah, I remember, I remember listening to them. I, uh, I like I was mildly obsessed with the Future Heads for a little while there, but then they broke up for like seven years. Oh. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> <laughs> they're, ba- 
back together again, but you know, still the the magic has sort of gone a bit because it's been seven years, lads. Yeah. So there's, I don't know, wasn't it like, oh, there was someone on the radio that like got back together after, oh, practically a lifetime. Was it Bananarama or something? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. It was something like that. And um, yeah, I don't know, they just released, you know, because cause they, um, you know, they've had children and, you know, lived that part of their lives. So then then their children are writing songs with them because they're like adults now. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we're okay. Oh, no, I don't want to think of people who like... You know when you see a celebrity and you think you feel like they're roughly your age and then you find out that they've got adult children and you're like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just going to keep getting worse, Stacey, the older you get. <laughs> no, I think it is. Do you want to hear, before we uh, before we move on to like some actual pop culture talk, do you want to hear the most pathetic but amazing thing that's happening to me literally on my birthday? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> so when I was younger, I was uh, like a super fan of um, the band A1. I don't know if you remember them, boy band. Pretty terrible, but all of them. Right, what, just A1? A1, yes. <laughs> A1, boy band. Yeah, so their big song probably was the Summertime of our lives, our oh, okay. lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they did a cover of Take On Me that made them really big as well. Um, <laughs> and I never got to see them live when I was a, a young gun because I was too much of a young gun. But they are literally playing the Birmingham Town Hall on my birthday, <laughs> so I'm going oh, to see God. them. I'm I'm I just a little bit. I absolutely love seeing this like photo shoot group photo of them in the well either 90s or very early 2000s with the you know Leona Leo Dina, Leo, oh my god the bangs and the, the, like the curtains basically yeah. curtains and then hair that how do you get hair that's spiky like yeah indescribably spiky hair the one with the yeah. curtains was the one I had a really big crush on Ben which which, which curtain one there's two. Oh, like, hmm, I only remember one of them. Maybe I'll just blank the other one out because this one was so cute. The one who's cute. <laughs> oh, I mean, is that, is that an objective thing? Cover where only one of them has a curtain, so I'm going to just assume it's the brown-haired one. Yes, yeah, he definitely had brown hair, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. The blonde yeah. one also used to have curtains. Oh, yes, of course he did. Christian, of course he did. Oh, he uh, like Christian, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, he just looks like a Christian. I'm stupidly excited about this gig and I feel like it's going to be full of like, yeah, like mid to late 30 year old squealy nonsense women. So I think it's going to be so stupid. I feel happy for A1 that they're, um, you know, they're doing it too. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny though, because my mate works at Town Hall and just sort of jokingly mentioned it to me. And I was like, um, no, I have to. What? Yes, I have to go. <laughs> I have to go to this, please. Anyway, this isn't Stacey's uh, pop music parlour. Uh, <laughs> it could be. It absolutely could be. But let's talk about some things, what we've watched and, and read and, and done and whatnot. Um, hey, what would you like to talk about first? Because we've got a few things on the old docket. <laughs> we have. Um, I mean, we can start with Sandman. No spoilers, because I haven't finished it anyway. But, oh, OK. Um, I've read... Um, the, uh, some of the comics so I kind of have this like fun comparison as well <laughs> which is interesting because I mean the comics are like you know in the comic world world renowned and I only knew about them because my brother was like is is really into them so he bought like there's this big special collector's edition where it's all it's huge it's like oh my god the heaviest book <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a uh, hardcover and it's like I was reading it in bed and I remember like just like you know it being on my lap and just being like, this hurts. <laughs> <laughs> How to read this book. 
yeah. So it's like reading it as fast as possible. Um, but yeah, they did a pretty good job with the adaption. Um, I did imagine like the actor that plays, um, oh, I probably should just explain what it is. So it's Neil Gaiman's story. So if anyone likes Neil Gaiman, it's just got his, I don't know, style like all over it. Mm. Like weird mystical stuff. <laughs> there we go. I'm really good at explaining things. Uh, <laughs> Me too. This episode's going to be great. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's basically focuses on, uh, this sort of, uh, He's not a god, but it's basically this undying being called um, Morpheus, and he's like the sort of deity of uh, dreams. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's just about well, it starts off with him getting imprisoned by a human, and then he wants to get all his, and he gets robbed, and he wants to get all his stuff back, and then that's like the first arc. So that covers it in the uh, in the series, and then later on, it just does like all these sort of not filler, but it just sort of expands a lot more on you know like like what it is to kind of have this sort of colliding world of like the stream wet world but then also all these other mystical beings like satan's in it satan's cool i like Satan. yeah satan's great <laughs> and he's just yeah he's got a bunch of uh siblings i only realized like later on they all begin with d <laughs> like all the siblings <laughs> names begin with d and i was like i'm an idiot <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's like dream. I think the oh, the eldest is destiny. So this is more, this isn't necessarily like, I don't know, cause I haven't finished the series yet. So I don't know if all of them are in the series yet. They're probably not, but I know destiny's the, the eldest. And then there's death. Uh, then there's dream. Uh, then there's the twins. Oh no, wait, no. Then there's destruction. And then there's the twins desire and despair. They change despair a lot in the, uh, in the series. And then there's, Delusion. There we go. I remembered all the. because <laughs> well, <laughs> I would yeah. not have remembered. <laughs> yeah, those are all the um the endless like family members. But yeah, the I felt like when I first watched it, I remember kind of thinking like, oh, I feel like the actor's kind of young. Like in the comics, he t- he looks someone who's kind of in their early forties to me. Yeah. Like, uh, the way he's drawn. Mm. But then I think I googled like the actor like Tom uh, Sturgid or something. Uh, yeah, he's, he's in his 30s, and I'm like, all right, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he looked like someone who was like literally like 25 or something. Like, I don't know, his skin's so smooth. Uh, so, um, uh, okay, so he's, but but I guess the main thing is the, the actor might be the age I'm expecting him to be, but he doesn't look it. So, I don't know, I expect him to be a bit older. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I don't know, just from reading the comics, because um, the comics are really, they're really heavy shadows in the comics. I do recommend the comic, though. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. I think well, it's just, which is- it is. Yeah, I think I've never read the comics because I sort of came into Sandman as a sort of like <laughs> it's one of those things that's been recommended to me by so many people. I'm actually scared to read it in case I hate it and then they hate me by proxy. Uh, um, because that happens to me a lot where people will be like, you've got to read this particular Batman run and then I'll read it and I'm like, eh. It's fine. <laughs> that, was, that was good. <laughs> and then I don't have any friends left. Um, yeah. So it is one of those ones that like it's been put up on such a pedestal that I have been a bit scared of reading it. So I thought, aha, if I watch the show, then I'll probably get a good feel for whether or not I am actually going to like it. And uh, interestingly enough, I still don't know. <laughs> I've watched the whole series. How far into it are you? Because I don't want to accidentally spoil some from, like, the end. Um, I'm up to... I finished episode seven today, so I've only got three left. Oh, three left. Okay. Um, so the first the first arc's done. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and then there's that I, episode. I, I, 
hopping through time. uh, Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just saying, like, while watching it, I'm getting, like, a lot of Doctor Who vibes. It felt very BBC to me, even though it's not. Yeah. Is it because everyone's so British in it? (laughs) Aside from, like, that one American guy, everyone else is, like, super British. Yeah, do you know what? I I don't know. It can't just be because it's British, because that's going to be really depressing if... I mean, you know, if it's Doctor Who fans, Doctor Who's fine, but, like... If everything just seems super Doctor Who-y now, when you just have this sort of ethereal man being and they all have British accents and everything kind of <laughs> orientates around Britain, then it's a bit like, ugh. Yeah. I think it it is also there's a, you know, one of the characters is cast by Jenna Coleman. And like, I just, I can't not see Doctor Who. when yeah. she, she had a very similar kind of character where, you know, a bit badass and kind of, but also like, hee hee, wink. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so that was, I don't know, I found that a bit distracting with, with, with her casting. Yeah. So that was, that was a bit annoying. Um, it, I don't think it's necessarily her acting. I just don't know if she was the right actress for the role. Yeah. Um, cause in the comics, like, it's a man. It's like, it's just, you know, it's just a white dude. So like, I understand why they like, they swapped around. Um, mm. I mean, you can tell the comics were written in like, you know, the eighties or the nineties or something. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the big questions I was going to have for you, because I was hoping that you'd read the comics, have you got up to the episode yet where you meet Despair? I did. Um, okay. I, I really forgot it, so I had to relook it up. And <laughs> Despair does not look like what they do in the um In the, in the show. Okay. Because the reason I bring it up is because I wasn't sure whether I was getting into my... um. Because I'm I'm fat and I get sometimes I get a bit squiffy about the way that fat people are portrayed in things because it's usually not good. <laughs> and I was getting a bit squiffy about this because there aren't many fat people in this show at all. And of the handful of them that there are, there's two who are like barely in it and comic relief. There's one who is a paedophile serial murderer. And then mm-hmm. there's despair. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit squiffily about the fact that despair was portrayed as a sort of fat disheveled mess of a lady um, yeah. <laughs> because um, I, I was I was all I was equally disappointed <laughs> okay because I I'm, like that's not to say he, okay here's the thing I it's it, that's not to say that fat people should never be you know disheveled depressed disaster human people because some people some fat people are and that's just life the way it is yeah. but I think when you're only portraying fat people as either a joke or a disaster man um then i'll get a bit like the embodiment of despair despair. yeah um like it you know that has context yeah and i think like because i so i don't know what her character is like in the comics but i then went to look despair up and in the comic it seems like she's actually like almost malevolent like and huge and fully grotesque and naked rats are like nibbling on her and all sorts of disgusting shies and I thought okay see that I can sort of I still don't like it (laughs) because I don't really know why it had to be a fat person except for the fact that we're equating fat with disgusting but like it feels more of a sort of I don't know it felt like okay so is she a malevolent character in the comics because in the show she came across as like a bit meek and sad and I think that was where I was grinding up on it a bit I I didn't get that far with the comics Mm -hmm. um so I I met I I probably got up to about where I was kind of now where they kind of the twins are like oh we're gonna have a scheme Mm -hmm. um but you don't really see like yeah like so I'm 
I couldn't say for sure, but yeah, I didn't quite register, like in the comics, despair as like a human. Uh, yeah. In the sense, like they have like orc teeth, and I don't know, they're a bit more like animalistic. Yeah. Um, like they they're humanoid, but I didn't see them as a human. Yeah. Um, whereas like in the show, it's just I don't know, it could be like you know Susan that lives across the road from you, you know, like. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, and that's like, I'm not, it's not a slight against the actress at all, because I actually, I like her, and she's been in other things that I've enjoyed her performances in, but like, I don't know, I just felt like, considering the show was so progressive, and it did a lot of like, hey, we're not, yeah, they were like, we're not beholden to exactly what was in the comics, because we want to, you know, that the comics were written in the 80s, or whatever, like, you know, so we are going to basically cast whoever the fuck we like who we think is going to be good which i loved about it so i was like why are we beholden to the idea of despair being a a fat lass then (laughs) like i don't know and i think like i say if there were more fat characters in it who were not awful then maybe it wouldn't it wouldn't grind my gears so much but i think it's 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 totally the um because that's yeah as you said when when you've only got one uh fat character then, then oh, the whole audience that are going to have a similar body shape are going to be like, well, this represents me. Oh, look, yeah. despair! Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. Co- and like I say, like the, the the other sort of main one is the the paedophile serial murderer. So that's not a great a great look either. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Just because all the other um, siblings. I mean, in the comics anyway, they're all like beautiful people (laughs) yeah well I think this is what was sort of bothering me a little bit as well was because I said to Rich like the rest of the casting like particularly Desire like I I don't know where they got this actor from but they are amazing and I didn't note down their name which is why I'm being terrible now at (laughs) at not saying it um but they were just like perfect I I feel like I say, I've not got the comics to sort of compare against, but based on yeah. like the character that was coming through in the show. And like, yeah, I thought everybody else was pretty perfectly cast in it too. Again, don't really know about Jenna Coleman because, uh, like I say, not with the comics, but I enjoyed her performance and everything. And I, yeah, I don't know. It just felt a bit weird to me because I was like, okay, so like you're, you know, very pro having like a Lady Lucifer and a, and you know making death black and all this stuff which is great like mm-hmm. and I loved all the choices there but yeah I don't know just felt weird to me and it was it was one of those annoying things where like I was really enjoying the show and then that whole thing just made me uncomfortable for the and she's only in one scene but for the <laughs> the whole of the rest of that episode I was just like oh well, now I just feel weird <laughs> like 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 is that how what it does is it makes me think is this how people see me like because i'm fat do they think that i'm like a a sad sort of like like depressed loser (laughs) because and the difficult thing is is like i've tried to explain to people before that my mental health now even though i am the biggest that i've ever been is way better than when i was actively trying to be thin or when I was thin because all I was thinking about then was food food and calories and like how much time did I need to spend in the gym to work off this cocktail that I had at my friend's birthday party and like it was all just like oh god I better not get fat again like (laughs) that was my entire life so like it does it just saddened me a bit to see that like yeah and especially because I you know I I, it doesn't feel like a malicious thing like because I don't 
judging from like Neil Gaiman based on what I know of him and like following him on Twitter and stuff, he seems like a pretty cool dude. So like it just seems a bit weird to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like as you said, like the just oh look the only one because then then you just focus like what makes this character different. Yeah. Um, I I feel like it's almost oh, impossible to embody despair if you're gonna add a human esque yeah look to it because then it's gonna yeah. it's gonna look like someone and then be like oh yeah. but obviously when when you add like you know yeah weight to it it's such a like i don't know cliche like it's well, like uh, what was it sadness in uh, that pixar film oh inside out yeah yeah i feel like they were inspired by that character <laughs> the same jumper on <laughs> yeah and the same sort of like lank sort of sad hair yeah yeah like I th- like what got me as well was after sort of googling the comics it, i found it interesting that they chose to not make her naked because i was like what uh not that i you know <laughs> need to see like naked people all over the stuff but it was interesting to me that they seemed to not want to show the fat lady naked but like dream spends most of the first episode fully nude and yeah. uh-huh. um, there's another lady as well don't know if i want to spoil that because i'm not sure where she comes in the series but there's another lady later on who's like a beautiful thin black woman <laughs> who also is naked for a few scenes so i don't know like it just yeah mm. But yeah, like it, it bothers me that I'm talking so much about it as well because it feels like I'm really going like oh bloody hell Sandman but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Good, but yeah, this is the main like. <laughs> um, I, I would say this is like like one. It reminds me of Doctor Who, which shouldn't be like a bad thing, but it's. Mm-hmm. I think I just found it distracting because it's yeah. not Doctor Who. And then yeah, I was when when I saw Despair, I was like, <laughs> okay, that's a joke. But I do like. Because they've all got, like, symbols. Like, all the siblings have, like, uh, items that are, like, their tools. Yeah. And I, I did, like, Despair's. You know, it's grim. It's like a fish hook. Yeah. But it represents, like, you know, once it, you know, once Despair hooks into you, it, like, tears you apart. Like, yeah. oh, that's good. I like that. Like, that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's grim. But it's like, oh, yeah, that's kind of, that's what it's like. Um, so I, I like the symbolism of um, their their item, but yeah, everything you said, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, no, but, uh. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was just being overly sensitive because sometimes I can be a bit like that because of being fat. Like I'm, it's like I'm sort of on hyper alert for it. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, like you can, like your all your um, concerns and stuff are totally valid because, like, it is a cliche, and you know, like I don't. <sighs> They they went on a different take with the character in the sense they made them more human. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it would have been worse if they made like the one fat character like is literally like a troll. That might <laughs> maybe, maybe that would have been worse as well. Yeah. But yeah, as you said, it's just like everyone else is like you know typical actor bloody thin chiseled cheeks yeah. <laughs> for days. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many beautiful people in this show. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. Lord. <laughs> what a visual feast. Although I've got to say, like when we were watching the first episode, <clears throat> I, did, I wasn't aware at first that they'd intentionally chosen a weird aspect ratio to give it a more dreamlike quality. So I was thinking something's wrong with our telly because everybody is extra thin and long. And I was like, I know everybody is thin and long. <laughs> but like everybody's like extra thin and long and there's like a particular bit in that first episode where he's sort of like getting sort of sucked up into the air 
um, I think that was in the trailer, so people probably know what I mean. And that looked so completely weird to me. I was like, that's not a human body shape. What am I looking at? And then I found out later that was like a 100% purposeful aspect ratio choice for the whole series based on the fact that they want it to look a bit not real, really. Mm-hmm. Um, which was probably clever, but the whole time my eyes was just like, something's up and I don't know what. <laughs> oh, damn, that is not what they intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's just like just me being weird, but it didn't. Yeah, it just it just felt like, you know, when you're just aware that like maybe there's something on your glasses, but you can't quite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate that. Oh, God, it's a nightmare, isn't it? I didn't actually pick up on that. Oh, um, I did pick up on, there was one scene where, like, it just reminded me of, like, an Instagram filter. Like, the whole border was blacked, you know, like, that black. Oh, like the vignette setting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was that. And I was mm. like, this is so distracting. <laughs> like, I know something, like, you know, it's meant to be something you don't notice, but it yeah. has atmosphere. But I noticed it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I think I'm one of these people who, I don't know if it's like a, a slightly anal thing, but like, yeah, when something's not quite right, then it's like my brain is like super focused on like, what's that there for? <laughs> so, so I don't know if the aspect ratio was that sort of thing for me, where my eye was like, why is it doing this? Is there a reason? <laughs> um, I would say that's probably a good thing, because, I mean, it's annoying when you notice it and you don't want to notice it, but it probably just means you're, you know, you're like analysing the media you're consuming, which is a healthy thing to do. Um, I feel like I haven't said enough good things about this show because I whinge so much about despair, but like genuinely, <laughs> I think it's wonderful. There was there was an episode set in a diner. That's all I said. Like, I'm not going to spoil it any more than that, that I was like, oh, shit, man, TV's great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're just like watching something, you're like, I can't believe this exists. <laughs> You just love it so much. That was, yeah, that episode was one of them for me. Was that like the, was that like episode five? I think it was five, yeah. It's uh, like, it's a very David Thewlis heavy episode. Yes. I remember, yeah, that's, that's a good one. God, this is going to be so boring for people. Like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, I imagine anybody who's listening to this show has probably watched Sandman by the time I've been asked to edit this and put it out. Sweet. To be, cool. to be fair. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing it. Um, I'm basically watching like one episode a day, so I'm sort of not binging it, but like getting through it. You know, I'm gonna get through it in ten days basically, so that's kind of yeah. that's kind of nice. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I have they announced if there's gonna be a season. I I don't know if they've officially announced it yet, but Neil Gaiman has talked a lot about what the plans are should there be one. So okay, and I, I imagine the fact that it's been like number one on Netflix across the world for like the past week there probably will be a season two. probably will cool um, yeah so yeah I'm quite looking forward to it the one thing I will say though because not knowing anything about the comics I did say to Rich when the first arc finished I was like oh that that's how it ends and he was like well yeah he was like this isn't superheroes there's not going to be like a big like 20 minute CGI like fight in the sky or something like this is what this is and so like if you're think if you haven't read com- the, the Sandman comics but you're thinking comically about it yeah don't be expecting like superhero type uh, yeah I think storytelling because it's, it's not that at all <laughs> I think it's very distracting to have DC on it um, yeah yeah I think that they're just the publisher like but I think technically there are some superheroes in the comic like some sort of 
this is all just like shit my brother's told me and I'm like oh yeah they're, they're not gonna put that in the series <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there is there are some DC superheroes that like you know they have a bit of a back and forth um, yeah yeah that, that's not gonna be in it <laughs> it, it looks stupid <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm excited for more. Like I had, I, I wasn't. We weren't going to watch it uh, quite as quickly as we ended up doing, but it was, it was stupid heatwave weekend, and we were like, I'm not moving off the sofa, so let's just binge it all yeah, day. I got you through. <laughs> yeah, we did that, and then on the Sunday we did um, all of the uh, eight episodes of the A League of Their Own show on Prime. I need to watch that. Yeah, you do. Like, I'm not. I wasn't going to talk too much about it because I knew you hadn't seen it. But I do want to like recommend that people watch it because I thought it was brilliant. Because it's not like it's not a remake of the movie, and it's also not technically actually like a true story either. Because it's not. They don't use any of the like names of the women who were actually in the baseball leagues or anything. So it's like basically taking that sort of era and that sort of uh, baseball setting, but just telling a load of stories about what might have happened around (laughs) that sort of thing so like there's what I loved about it was that you know in the movie do you like the movie (laughs) but just throwing I don't don't think I've seen the movie okay well I I absolutely adore the movie but it is uh I'm I'm not going to sugar pill it's a very white movie um they (laughs) they sort of allude at the start to like there's a bit where like one of them I don't know, hits a baseball and there's a black lady at the tryout who like catches it, this amazing catch. Uh, and then she throws it to one of the women back to one of the, it's probably back to Gina Davis and Gina Davis is like, hot damn lady. And she's like, gives her a little knowing nod as if to say like, aha, but they won't let me play. And then that's the, that's the, the last. So they like allude to the fact that there was like, you know, racism happening in these <laughs> ladies leagues, yeah. but then they just carry on with the film about Gina Davis. Whereas this show, it has like sort of two concurrent stories, and one of them is basically about one of the black ladies who just who isn't able to get into the league because she's black, trying still to sort of realise her dream of baseball at the same time as like exploring her gender identity with her trans uncle. It's like absolutely amazing like I was I was watching it and I was like I can't believe I'm seeing these stories this is going to roil so many bigots up I love it and then and then the other sort of story that they tell is about the Rockford peaches but obviously not the real ones sort of living in a house together and uh there's a lot of sort of queer stories happening over there (laughs) Um, and it's just like yeah it just felt like it was definitely made by queer women for queer women nice yeah, it's wonderful. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. The one thing I will say about that, though, is if you are someone who is finickety about musical choices being relevant to the era of the thing, <laughs> just be prepared for Barracuda by heart to show up in this. <laughs> because it does. And it wouldn't bother me so much if it wasn't like the only song really that's out of place. Like, I've got to admit, I'm terrible with like knowing the years that things came out. So if something sounds vaguely era appropriate to me, I'll just assume, yeah, that's right. So if it sounds 40s-ish, I'll be like, okay, that belongs here. But then, but then Barracuda started playing. I was like, well, I, be- I beg of your pardon. <laughs> it really threw me. Um, but yeah, the, the the rest of the show is like so good. Like I, d- I don't think I've personally watched something where there's been like queer women queer women of color like a main trans character people exploring their gender identity and their sexualities and 
you know, all set to the backdrop of like rad baseball times. <laughs> I mean, the first half, like, oh, I'm sure there'll be something, but then you add, oh, baseball times. Like, no, that's probably the only one. <laughs> If anything, I would say the baseball, they could have done with a bit more baseball. (laughs) Just because there's like a sort of towards the end, there's like a bit of an underdog story happening. But you don't actually get the sense that they're an underdog because you don't really see much of the baseball. (laughs) You don't get there's not that the tension isn't really there about like, oh, are they going to do it or not? Because you're like, eh, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) who cares? Um, But otherwise, yeah, I would highly recommend quite well for me so i'm gonna oh good check that out do it it's very good uh, i mean i didn't I, yeah i didn't watch maybe i should watch the film but i don't know well like the film is one of those things where it's um I, like personally i've got i love it because i love gina davis i love oh my god i've forgotten her name oh no laurie petty the bird who played tank girl she's in it um, um like Rosie O'Donnell is in it and it's like the one film I think that Madonna is actually good in because <laughs> she's in it too. Oh my um, God. Yeah, it's a, it's a bonkers movie um, and it is just like, it's really fun and it's like full of a lot of heart as well, but it doesn't really go very deeply into anything other than like, it's a tale about these two particular sisters mm-hmm. and also women's baseball and they don't really want to touch any deeper into like other things that might have been happening at the time. Um, whereas this is like, the show is very much more like, okay, so what if this is about women trying to sort of like follow their dreams and find themselves and find their tribe? Like, what about that? Nice. Yeah, yeah I'll stick with the series, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the film is good, but it is, it's also it's also of its time in that it's not very uh, brave. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> Yeah, although it still irks me that I feel like it has to, like a program has to be labelled like brave because it happens to have some like you know queer people and like black people in it. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like get with the times, everyone else. Jesus. Yeah. Um, let's move on before I get on my soapbox again. Do it to yeah. <laughs> what else have you been watching, dear? The other week I watched on Netflix the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Rise movie, which was really good. <laughs> So I am very excited to watch this, but because I'm a fucking div, when this came out, like, I don't think I realised it had come out, the, the show. No, it's really hard to find. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't even... Okay, yeah, I watched it, no, I watched it in a naughty way, all right? Because there's, <laughs> there's no way to watch it, like, I don't think legally. Well, last week it came onto Paramount Plus. But only season one, I think. Oh. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I don't, I don't know where I am to watch season two, uh, so I might have to be a bit naughty there as well. Um, but I, yeah. So I, as soon as I heard about this film coming out, right, I was like, right, I've got to get on the show. And I will admit, I watched the first like sort of five or six episodes, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because the like it's not like any TMNT that's ever come before. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I am a huge, huge Turtles fan, <laughs> like, like ludicrously. So used to do a podcast solely about the Turtles level Turtles nerds. Um, like I'd, uh, I don't think I've ever come across a Turtles property that a actually treats them like teenagers and B has them starting in a position that's not in their sort of standard roles as it were. Yeah. So, so it felt like really jarring to me at first that it was like, hold on, Leonardo's not the leader and he's cracking jokes. Like, like what, what am I looking at? 
Um, and then Splinter was like so different to any other version of Splinter. I was like, I don't. Just like a dad, right? Yeah. I was like, I don't know what this is, and I don't know if I like it. But I'm so glad I stuck with it because the other day, Rich texted me and he was like, Oh, I'm gonna. I'm like, he was at the office and he was like, Oh, I'm gonna go out for a couple of points after work with a couple of mates. So like, you know, do whatever you want this evening. Blah blah blah. So I was like, Oh, what can I watch that I know Rich doesn't want to watch? And I think I sat and watched like 17 episodes. From, se- from season one and I was like this is amazing like the designs are wonderful um yeah. I still absolutely love Donny top notch oh yeah and, uh, yeah so good what I, what, I, what I love about this Donny in particular I've always loved Donny anyway but this Donny is very like confident in his nerdliness like he's not yeah. and I love that about because it, it's like he's not ashamed that he's nerdy or smart or love science like he's just like yeah and yeah he's not like <laughs> Oh my! Oh, I got my gadgets. He's like, <laughs> I've had you all. You're all like under my whim of like tech. Mm. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I think uh, I heard an interesting theory um, of another absolutely huge uh, team of nerd, specifically of Rise. I think Rise is like one of her favorite shows, and that's India Swift, who worked on the movie actually. So she's so amazing <laughs> she's louise she's amazing she yeah she like falls the wall she's fantastic but she i think donnie is her favorite character that's the correct i have this like <laughs> theory that if he didn't have his brothers he would just be a super villain oh yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could absolutely see that yeah, you know, he does do that my um you know menacing laugh more than once. And yeah, yeah, I think it's his brothers that sort of keep him like I don't know down the ethical. Route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that actually, yeah, I can completely see that. Um, but, yeah, no, I, they did some. I'm not brave choices is like the right thing, but you know they mixed it up, which I think yeah. as as you said, like for the fandom, like loads of people just watched the first two episodes and were like. What is this? <laughs> this isn't the turtles I love. Like, why do they look weird? Like, why is Raph huge? Like, I oh, see. No, I I loved that from the offset. I think Raph should be huge. I think he looks like he should he could crush you in just one hand. <laughs> I don't know why. I love, I love the just variety. I mean, you know, obviously their whole thing is that you know, I mean, from an animation economical point of view, oh my god, yeah, make them all exactly the same, just change the color, like. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea for marketing and, like, effectiveness of animating and, like, toys. You just make the same thing and change the colours. Great. But, like, they did, like, you can't do, it doesn't work for this one. They've they've all got different body shapes. Um, they're all different turtles, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, and it, it also shows, you know, it pushes that whole idea of, like, family but not blood, you know. Yeah, like a, fa- like a found family. Yeah. yeah I love that about it. I, I learned some stuff about real turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't, I could not tell you the names, but like, yeah, the one Donnie is like, like got a little soft shell and like, oh, it's a turtle oh. with a soft shell. And then the, was it the one, the one that Leo is, uh, has like little red marks. And I'm like, oh, there's turtles with a little red mark. That's cute. <laughs> I love turtles. Like a little tank. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, what I sort of, I'm so glad I stuck with it. The casting in it, the voice acting in it is, I love the fact that Sam Richardson plays like a teeny weeny gargoyle. Like that's adorable. And there was an episode where him and the other little gargoyle, and I don't know who does the voice of the other one, start singing like a Baron Draxon version of like a modern major general, like Gilbert and Sullivan song. And I was like, what am I looking at? This is amazing. 
<laughs> like, I couldn't get over that, like, at all. But by the end of season one, first of all, I absolutely adore Splinter. He's wonderful. <laughs> I want him to be my dad. <laughs> like... Uh, what and I love the fact that he sometimes blatantly can't remember the kids' names and just calls them red and purple and <laughs> yeah, the humour in that is well. It's like it reminded me of my nan because my nan, like when I was growing up, I lived in a house with like oh god, my my nan and grand. It's my nan and granddad's house, and then I lived with my mum, my two aunts, and my uncle, like my sister. Occasionally, there would be like people's boyfriends living there, and like also it was just like a whole mess of people. And so my nan would be one of those people who'd be like, uh, "When uh, Sharon, no, oh, Stacy," and cycle through like fifty-seven names till she got to the right person she wanted to talk to. And it just reminded me of that when he's just like, "Oh, uh, purple, <laughs> come here." <Yeah. laughs> That'll do. Mm, purple. Whereas, but, uh, with Splinter, it's just too lazy because he's like, "I need to get back to my shows." <laughs> I love I absolutely yeah I'm I'm pretty much in love with it now I'm mildly obsessed with it I don't know how I'm going to get series two but I have to but I'd be interested to hear from you because I asked a couple of people I know whose opinions I trust about whether or not I need to have seen all of the episodes before I watch the movie because as much as as much as I want to watch the seasons anyway, the movie is getting spoiled to shit on Twitter. <laughs> I've yeah. had to unfollow um, or mute so many tags and so many like wonderful animators and things because could, I can't look at it. <laughs> you could, they they've definitely they've made this movie. I I think you could, but so not not to spoil it, but like at the end of season two, they kind of like suggest there's going to be a movie. Right. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be a season three. I don't think anyone knows if there's going to be a season three. So the writers sort of did this thing of like, right, we're making a movie, and it's not, you know, they obviously knew Netflix were involved. So it's like the series is not Netflix. So people are going to watch this movie probably without seeing the series. Yeah. So um, I would say for you, uh, I would watch the series because I think okay. then you just, you know, you you just see the journey the turtles have gone through, like. Um, yeah. like once the movie starts like you were kind of just and, and again it doesn't it's never brought up but you'll just have that emotional backing when yeah. you move into the movie but the movie is definitely designed for people that have never seen the series because there's series characters that are specific to Rise that are not in the movie right so the movie has only pretty much got like the foundational characters that most team and T fans will know anyway okay so okay. I would say yes or no, but I think for you, I would say watch the series. Yeah. Oh, I, I so want to say, like, it's got such good reviews on, like, I think I looked earlier because um, there's, like, a whole hashtag on Twitter now where they're trying to get, like, uh, it's like Save Roy's of the TMNT where people are trying to get, like, season three to happen. Yeah, I know. And, um, and I saw, like, somebody had uh, retweeted, like, a, a, a screenshot of, like, Rotten Tomatoes where this has got, like, I think it's 83% critics and like 97 or something for audience score. And I was like, hot damn, that's good, guys. I think the problem they were having with the series, because they were struggling with the series as well. Was it that it's fucking hard to watch yeah. anywhere? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really hard. And you know, kids love <sighs> it. It's not aimed at us, it's aimed at kids. Yeah. Kids love it as well. Like I asked my godson, who is literally, he's 10, like it's aimed at him. Mm. And I asked him like, have you watched the movie yet and I know he hasn't watched the series because he like he hasn't been able like he there's no way for him to watch it yeah and he was like yeah I did watch it and I loved it and this is a he hasn't watched the tv show like he does know what team NT is mm. and he bloody loved it he thought it was awesome so, and you know he but like that's why the 
movie was clever in the sense that it did it did cut a lot of the rise extra like specific characters um, yeah like i can't even remember the name that little pet that little pet that um, oh my hen yeah like th- they're not in it oh because like if you you know if, if you just know team and t is in okay turtles you got splinter you got villain and then you know casey jones is kind of in most of the shows i think the remakes he usually pops up yeah so he's in it but that's it that's that's it there's no yeah. other there's no rise other character like maybe they're in the background and i miss them but mm. yeah um, but I would say for you, Stacey, I would say watch. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to try and watch it because I have, like I say, I've like wholeheartedly, <laughs> I am, I finished season one this afternoon, <laughs> which is like, I don't know, something like 36, 11 minute episodes, I think. But what I was like really enjoying about it, and I said this to Rich, is that like you don't, and I was sort of alluding to it earlier, is that you don't tend to get like the story of how they sort of settle into their sort of roles within the family. And I like the fact that like, they haven't really got their traditional weapons yet. I love the 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 mystic weapons, which I know a lot of like diehard Turtles fans were like about because they were like, that's not how they usually fight. But I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't envision like like it's so cool to watch Raph like generate a giant red fist and punch someone yeah. with it. <laughs> like that's really cool. That's objectively cool. <laughs> I think the writers and just the the crew that worked on it. I think it's really evident that. Mm-hmm. You know they they love this show and they yes. had fun. Well, uh, hopefully they had fun uh, <laughs> working on. I, I say I think definitely like the showrunners and the like creators and the you know head story people like they, you know they knew what they were getting into and mm. it's so evident that you can see their influences outside of Turtles though. Like you can see you know it's it's a it's a fucking anime. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It is. Some of the facial expressions are like yeah absolutely mean there was like a couple of like animation choices as well that like made me like cry laughing like i can't even remember the context of it i've got a thing that i absolutely love in animation which is when a character is static but they are moving through the scene for some reason and so and there was like sliding yeah or like just like wafting off to one side or something like just really baffling but adorable and there was a sequence in an episode i was watching yesterday i think it was the one where they go to like a mystic library and i don't remember the context of the conversation but like donatello says something and raf sort of snaps something back and then donatello just sort of appears in a sort of almost fetal position in the left hand side and just wafts past raf's head it's still in that same position saying the same thing again and i almost died last and I was like, that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Whoever chose to animate that like that is a genius. <laughs> so I was just like literally snorting, which was like, are you okay? I'm just like, <laughs> wonderful. I love stuff like that though. I mean, like that—that that is the thing with the series as well. It—it it really does not rely, but like it uses physical comedy. Really yeah. Well. Like it doesn't rely on. Um, well, I mean, it does have vocal like comedy but it also uses like physical comedy which is like ah nice <laughs> yeah there's uh, there's another bit as well where there's like <laughs> raf donnie and mikey have been like captured and and mikey's like ever the optimist is like don't worry leonardo will save us and then it just cuts to him in a lift desperately pressing the down button <laughs> like, i have to go <laughs> i was crying <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited for this film. Oh, Where's oh, season two? I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I mean, it looks better. Well, obviously, the production value is higher than the TV yeah. show. Oh, man, it's just... I just can't say anything about it, because you, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, I think I will. It's very difficult to to displease me with turtles related content, to be honest. This is just um, like again what I said. You know, like what I was saying with the you can tell the writers like love this show and the characters and like you know they they just they did that the same with the movie but just like upped it up the emotional like hits like <laughs> oh see that's the thing i'm worried about because the two people that told me um that i needed to watch the series are also told me i'll probably cry which like i don't want you to spoil this for me or for the listeners but that leads me to believe that something terrible is going to happen to donatello because something terrible always fucking happens to donatello in the comics and in all the fucking shows and fucking ugh, like <laughs> I actually I'm like. Not saying, I'm not saying nothing. No, don't keep a poker face because I don't. I don't want to know. But also, like, oh, I'm very scared. <laughs> you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have a good time. You're gonna have a good time. You're gonna enjoy it. Oh, good. I oh, mean, good. also the second you watch it, because your Twitter is just gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say the. Uh, I hadn't intended to like live tweet me watching the first series, but it's pretty much happened because nearly every episode there's something where I'm like, can't believe I did that. Cannot believe. Like one of my uh, one of my favourite Splinter lines was when I can't even remember what one of them. I think it's Raph just says something really stupid, and then Splinter just sighs and goes, "Oh, I'm never going to marry him off." <laughs> like you would ne- Splinter would never say that in any other iteration of the Turtles. It's very funny. I liked yeah. it a lot. See, I can't. I can't remember because it's been so long since I watched season one and season two, so I cannot remember what arcs happening to the. So I, I'll just have to be quiet about the series because I cannot remember like yeah what happens. But season, I just remember like season two, like you know the finale and that mm-hmm. being like this is like a movie, and then they made the movie and I was like, oh no, this is like a movie. <laughs> Oh, mate. If I, like, I'm just putting this out into the universe, but if there's any way that Ben Schwartz wants to come on the parlour, because he's amazing. He Um, he just keeps, like, doing blue characters. He does, does, but he does them so well. Because I've got to admit, when they initially announced this yonks ago, and they were like, oh, you know, Rob Paulson's going to be doing the voice direction. I was like, yes, amazing, because I love Rob Paulson. And then they were like, right, this is the cast. And they showed the list, but not who the characters were so I was like well he's got Michelangelo written all over him hasn't he and then when it came out a bit later that he was Leo I was like don't mm, know mm, what what no exactly um but yeah like already I'm I'm in love with all of them voice acting what I think I think Josh Brenner is great as Donny like what a wonderful Donny yeah all of them are wonderful uh and I just, yeah I'm itching I'm itching to see this movie oh <laughs> Do you know who plays Casey Jones in the movie? Um, it's uh, Hayley Joel Osment, isn't it? Yeah, I only yeah. found that out like today, and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, what on? Earth? Well, I've got this weird thing because I I'm a bit of a voice acting groupie, so like I would say probably like eight times out of ten, if we're watching something that's a cartoon, if you say who's that, I'll know because <laughs> I'm just I'm just like I tend to like pick up voices and the number of times like yeah when me, me and Rich watched the little trailer for uh for Roy the Roy's movie and Rich was like what's that voice I'm like I'm sure that's Hayley John Wasfant what a oh, weird <laughs> yeah, yeah no he's, he's really good I, I mean God, I, I haven't looked up uh what he's been doing since I don't know he was a child well this is uh, the thing the only thing I know him from is a couple of episodes of the comedy bang bang tv show that he was on <laughs> Yeah, is I, don't know if, I don't know if he's what? like uh like does voice acting like I don't know I haven't looked it up mm. um but he was he was good he was 
yeah, he was he was good. Yeah, so far there's not been anybody in the in the TV show that I've thought, oh, that's not a good you know voice for this thing. I love Reese Darby as the um, hypnopotamus. Oh God, yeah, he's great. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. so wonderful. And um, oh, I can never remember his name, but there's the guy who plays, you know, the little the little worm that used to be a newsreader, oh, God, um, yeah. Warren, Warren Stone. I don't remember the guy who plays him, but he's wonderful as well. All the voice acting in the movie is also like, like mm, chef's kiss. Like, yeah. Again, they just like push it to another level. I don't know if they had a bit more time, just I don't know, in the recording booth. Um, mm. But those lines are hit. Like, mm, yeah, mm, mm, mm. yeah, very good. Um, you're gonna love it. That's all I can say. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love yeah. it. I won't leave. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna cry. It's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah, that I probably will cry. To be honest, I cry when things are happy in turtles-related business. I still cry occasionally when I watch the 1990 movie and Raph is in the bath and Leo thinks he's dead. Oh, remind me which was the 1990 like so that was the first live action one with the, the guys in the suits that's it yeah uh, I, just, I needed to know if it was a drawing or if it was the suits <laughs> yeah no it was the suits and it was the bit where like Raph gets like thrown through the skylight by the foot clan and then gets like knocked the fuck out and they have to like run away to April's little house in Northampton and they put him in the bath. Like I remember when I was a kid thinking it was really weird that they put him in the bath, but like now I realise as an adult, because he's a turtle, you dickhead. <laughs> when I was younger I was like, Why isn't he in bed? This is weird and I <laughs> thought it was weird. Is that what you do when you're sick? Do you have to get in the bath? <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm really sorry. Um <laughs> Right, let's stop talking about turtles because otherwise we might end up spoiling something. Mm. But also because we've been talking for a really long. I mean, spoiling the time. like 1990. Film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which I've done several podcasts about. Thirty-year-old um, film, yeah. <laughs> um, was there anything else that you wanted to um, bring up before we do our little musical recommendations? No, I think I think we've covered it. Excellent. Well, the only other, like, I had a couple of other things on my list, but two of them I can do super fast because, A, you haven't seen them, and B, I did already talk about them quite a lot on a couple of episodes of Stace and Barry in the morning. Um, But just to, like, you know, cover the pile of bases in case people don't listen to that but do listen to this. I don't know why because Barry's better than me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just to say that I watched Prey, which is the new Predator movie, um, and... Yeah, it takes place in the 1700s and is a yeah is about a Comanche woman who has to face a predator, <laughs> and it's one of the best things I've seen all year. <laughs> um, it's like it's what's wonderful about it is it's not weighed down with like a shit ton of predator like lore or anything because it's technically set before the first predator, and it is literally just like a woman and her environment against a predator. And it's fantastic, yeah. Amber Midthunder, who was in Legion, I believe, is absolutely, like, mesmerising in the lead role. Like, I hope she gets to do, like, a thousand more things that we can watch. But now I'm sort of in the mindset as well of, like, I really want to see, like, loads more, like, predators just turn up at random points in history and have to fight whoever's there. (laughs) we'll do that. (laughs) Well, I think now that they've realised how popular this is, they actually might because like as much as like okay so i love I, the predator is like one of my favorite movies i think it's i think it's phenomenal and i am not that uh you know how everybody else is like double watching the rest of them though because they're all shit mm-hmm. i actually don't mind most of them 
like I think they're all sort of like okay I'm not sad that I watched any of them but then this came along and I was like oh yeah Predator can be like amazing though can't it <laughs> like there's a lot of like practical effects in this like I mean the last Predator movie that we got as much as I didn't like hate it it did bring in things like Predator dogs because it was like obviously like oh we've got a, got a one-up it lads and I'm like no you don't though it does Predator's already scary enough you don't need to do a big scary slobbery slippery dog as well like that's not it's not necessary mm-hmm. so this movie just just go back to basics of like oh there's a predator now uh what do we do <laughs> um and it's it's brilliant and then the other thing was um paper girls which was another series that was on amazon based on the comics by brian k vaughan and cliff chang uh which is about uh, a group of four paper girls in the 80s who accidentally do a time travel <laughs> And there's there's robots and uh, timeline cleansers and future selves and yeah time travel shenanigans and dinosaurs and periods like it's all happening. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely like I loved the comics anyway, and uh, and also Jason Manzukis is in it, who I love. Like I adore that guy. I'll watch anything that he's in. On. <laughs> The other day I watched a terrible movie where he starts a casino in his own house purely because it was him. I was like, ah, ha, ha. Um, I love that guy. Uh, but, yeah, the show is wonderful. Highly, highly recommend to anybody who is interested in, like, sci-fi movies that have girls in them. <laughs> what a terrible way to review a show. But, like, trying not to, I'm trying not to give too much away and yeah, also no. trying not to, like, compare it to other things because I sort of hate doing that because i don't want to do either of the things a disservice but like yeah if you enjoy like you know 80s you know kids on bikes adventure plus sci-fi plus a little bit of scary then i think i think you would enjoy it definitely not like that other kids on bikes sci-fi scary no no it's actually no actually no it's really different (laughs) it's like really different the the only similarity really is that there's bikes nice (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's wonderful and then the last the very last thing that again i will only talk about very quickly is i watched a movie called resurrection which is like a a sort of horror film about a lady who like a dude comes back from her past and then her whole life sort of starts unraveling and it's very sort of like mind messy thrilly uh stuff but the reason i wanted to bring it up is because i don't think enough people are talking about how amazing rebecca hall is and she is phenomenal in this film there's like a there's like a piece sort of just over a third of the way in where she does like a full-on monologue for like seven straight minutes to the camera and her face is like sort of it's lit in such a way that it's actually like kind of scary and she's telling this story about this awful thing that happened to her in the past and she's just like you know when you're just watching something and you're like oh this person is like insanely talented yeah you're like, oh, like this is how, <laughs> this is what acting looks like, everyone. <laughs> um, it was one of those moments. I just like, it got to the end of that sort of monologue and I just looked at Rich and I was like, I can't, like that's that's a lot that is to take in. Uh, I watched, you know what, so weird. I watched her in something last night, uh, Tales from the Loop, uh, which I think is on Prime. Ooh. Um, yeah. I, she was, I, I was just because I, um, 
I I'd never heard of it either. My uh, my my brother somehow found it. But yeah, no, that's a that's a bit of a. I've only watched one episode, but each episode's like a you know a standalone, and it's just all based around this weird uh, factory or something. And it's uh, there's I don't know there's time jumping or something in it. Um, it's all weird sci-fi surreal kind of stuff. And yeah, she was just in the first episode, and I was like. Just because you mentioned her name, so I like I googled the actress and I was like, oh, I've seen her. Why have I seen her? Oh, I watched her yesterday. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and yeah, she was she was uh, she was really good in that as well. Yeah, she um, we watched a film with her in I think last year that I want to say is called like The Night House or something like that, but I could be lying because my memory. Yeah, is... no, The Night House. I'm I'm looking at a IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. And that was also very good. That that was another one that was a bit sort of mind messy and um. And, and sort of creepy yeah High, highly recommend both of those both resurrection and uh, the night house if you fancy getting a bit of a scare on <laughs> oh man i'm such a win for those <laughs> well i like i'm very odd when it comes to like horror films and stuff because i'll pretty much like watch anything uh, and i won't get scared but then like a clown will appear in something completely normal and i'll be like ah no get it away from it or like what were we watching yesterday oh yesterday we were literally watching an episode of like fucking good mythical morning on youtube and they were doing one of these stupid like oh will it chips and salsa things it's like oh like can we make chips and salsa out of like nonsense other foods for a laugh but then one of them was like oh spiders will it chips and dip and they made like tarantula chips which looked like they looked fine because they just looked like doritos but then they made like a tarantula dip that had like big old tarantula legs sticking out of it and i was like (laughs) and i was like no take it away i'm scared i don't like it and i had to like i had to have rich tell me when i could look at the telly again because i was like i can't the legs and i was like properly freaking out so yeah anyway uh, i'm also a wuss is basically the uh most people would do that because it's real and most yeah. are not so yeah 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 just put thing you saw that was like yeah well and i've said this on the parlor before as well is that the thing is like if i see for example like i don't know like a scary clown on something i am i am scared of clowns but it will only scare me for like the bit of the movie that i'm watching it because i know there's no clowns in my house but like if i see a spider in a film there might be a spider in my house later and that's what upsets me is because then i just start thinking about what if there is one here right now though and i don't even know about it (laughs) yeah and that's where the fear comes from because i'm just like oh no there's gonna be one i'm just gonna look over there and there's gonna be one isn't there uh that's why i hate arachnophobia because they use for the most part aside from that nonsense mechanicorn at the end that looks like trash like it is most the actual real spiders they used in that film and so i'm just like i don't want to see it hanging out in a lamp leave me alone <laughs> um have you heard the um the you know like bo burnham did that um inside um, yeah. album and he's done a an extension to that um like this year um it's called like insides outtakes or something and um one of them is just singing about spiders (laughs) just like being on your ceiling and he's like spiders no i don't want it i don't want it in my life at all it's great i mean he's he's um he embodies the um the fear really well where like um you know there's, there's a spider and you know you're just screaming at it and then you turn away and it's like where is it it's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah um, yeah, yeah um, i recommend like yeah i mean if you like Bo Burnham and you haven't seen the outtakes there you go yeah i recommend that 
Well, that's a perfect segue into our musical recommendation section. Well done, you. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to do that. The host that I am. Um, hey, let me be a gracious host and, and offer the floor to you first. Cool. So I'll, last time I recommended, well, you reminded me I recommended a Lizzo song. Mm-hmm. So, lol, I guess I'm going to do that again. Uh, <laughs> she's just released a new album. So I'm going to recommend uh, To Be Loved. Brilliant. Um, she's just so good at like summing up, like being single, but also, you know, I don't know, like not, not, not in like a, like being single, but in a confident way. But also yeah. like in, in but also in the need of like, oh yeah, like I'll be nice to have a boyfriend, but also like I'm good though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Like yeah, I love her um her I don't know, conf- her confidence is quite infectious, I find, with her lyrics. Yeah, I whenever I listen to a Lizzo song, I automatically feel like I could take on the world. And I don't know why, because that's a, a level of confidence I never have. <laughs> well, like, no, it's, it's it's yeah, it's I don't well it's the music as well, it's very upbeat and Yeah. Yeah. She's very like push people up in her lyrics. It's great. Yeah, yeah, she is. There's a like, yeah, a lot of her lyrics to me feel like a, a sort of like, hey, I'm sort of confident in who I am, and you should feel that way too because like everybody's sort of rad and you know, yeah, so stop nice. stop worrying about what other people are thinking and maybe just like realise that you're excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, uh, what's what's your song? Well, like, guess what? I picked Lizzo and all. <laughs> Oh my god. That's great. <laughs> um yeah, no, I've had um everybody's gay on on like a loop for a good week. Um yeah. so okay, so here's the thing about me, and I'm not gonna apologise for it because I was a kid and I didn't know. When I was a kid, I was like a proper Michael Jackson super fan. Like literally a member of the UK fan club, adored his like it was full on formative music for me, like a huge part of my childhood. I would watch like the making of the thriller video VHS that I had like 50 times a year. <laughs> like I was just obsessed with the man and his music. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, so am I to be honest, but um, I'm quite happy. Like I know this is going to sound really awful, but I'm quite happy now that I can listen to his music again. Cause he's dead. So I know I'm not funding any sort of like illicit behavior anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cause there are other musicians I won't listen to cause they're still alive. I don't want them to profit off of my, wanting to listen to uh, ignition remix again <laughs> uh but everybody's gay that the reason i think i really love this song is it really reminds me of like my favorite michael jackson album which was off the wall which was very sort of like disco but also like trumpets and all <laughs> like it's very upbeat it's very like get your butthole on the dance floor this instant and it has a very sort of like you know almost like don't stop till you get enough or like working day and night kind of feel to it but it's also like about again it's like like with a league of their own it's very much about like finding your tribe and your happy place and like you know being in a safe space with people who are also you know rad and uh yeah so it's like it's just been it's been it's been getting me through this absolute heat wave slump that i've been having in my life because i cannot cope <laughs> with hot weather like generally and this year has been particularly taxing yeah, t- turns out def- you know, even though all the Brits go to all the hot countries, uh, we are shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying to, I was trying to explain to my boss uh, yesterday because she was like, "Oh, aren't you happy that it's cooled down today?" And I was like, "Well, not really, because inside my house, because British houses are meant to insulate heat." I was like, "It's still 25 degrees in this bedroom, according to my thermometer." So, like, no, I'm not that happy. <laughs> 
like I'm still melting. I'm a partially melted candle of a person. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't sleep, did you? No, like I've barely slept. I've uh, I've done a lot of like. Here's the thing about the human body that really displeases me is that when say your body gets too hot it doesn't do something sensible like just i don't know trigger a bit of thirst or whatever it does something stupid like gives you the shits so then you're even more dehydrated so like the past like month for me has just been alternating between migraines diarrhea and no sleep (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's been horrible like i am i am fully at a point now where like like, there are some days where I just run out of the ability to do things, like, at all. And I'll just sit there, like... You're going to have to do that all over again next year. I know. And I said to Rich, like, if, if this is the future of, like, global warming and it just gets hotter and hotter, I was like, at some point, you're just going to have to put a pillow over my head in my sleep. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be able to cope. Well, everyone's just going to get aircon, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, but we can't afford it because of the... Uh, energy bills anyway let's not get into that no yes okay. <laughs> oh god we were having a good time hey this everybody Lizzo to I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know hey everybody go and listen to everybody's gay and uh, to be loved and you'll have a good time and you'll forget about all that nonsense at least for a couple of minutes <laughs> Oh, her whole album is great. Her whole, her whole it really is. I really love I Love You Bitch, but I feel like when I'm singing along to it, it just doesn't come off the same way. Yeah, no, she's got, <laughs> I don't know, there's something of the way she sings it. It's just yeah. like, oh, and then if I say it, you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if it's, yeah, I don't know if it's like just the way I sing, but it just genuinely sound like I'm singing sarcastically. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you are a bitch, though. Uh, <laughs> which, um, it sort of reminds me, actually, of, did you ever watch um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Oh, yes. There's a, there's a song in that called uh, You Ruined Everything, You Stupid oh, Bitch, so and it really nice. reminds me of that. I love that song. <laughs> I'll often be singing that around the house, and then it reminds me that I'm glad I'm not in the office because I, I don't think it's an appropriate song to accidentally <laughs> No, probably not. Sing around the office. Anyway, you've got to have some dinner. So it, would you like to uh, tell people where they can find you or pimp any exciting projects you've got coming up? Uh, exciting projects? I'm making a film. <laughs> That's exciting, bloody hell. Save that yeah, for the I can't put anything online yet because, I don't know, contracts need to be signed. But, yeah, me me and uh, my friend Beth Hughes uh, were co-directing a little short. Uh, we got some funding from the Welsh Government, which was rad. Um, so, yeah, uh, Hounds of a Noon will be coming out next year sometime. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm learning how to direct weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet it's exciting, though. Like exciting I'm just like at this thing where I'm like, uh, like okay, let let let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's make a film. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm yeah. This this is the part of my brain where I'm like, oh no, I have to seem confident, like I like I got my shit together, but also I have no food and I'm one side of down and. <laughs> Look, I've got all the faith in you, and Lizzo believes in you, so. Yes. I mean, I've already got the funding, so I don't, you know, at least I don't have to convince people to give me money now. <laughs> That's good. That's That's done. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll spew uh, stuff about it on my Twitter when we can. And my Twitter is at Flourishing Quick, and it's flourishing without a note, because that's the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> because some butthole took flourishing with an O. Yeah, and it phonetically is the same. 
So, it's fine. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Bryony, it's been so lovely to have you in the parlour again. Thank you. I always love being here. Good natter. I'll have to, uh, you'll probably end up being on like next month's episode once I've seen uh, Rise of the TMNT because I think you might be the only person I could possibly gush over it at. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I'm, I'm just so excited for you. Like, you are, you are going to love it. You're going to love it. Oh, I can't wait. I'm like, not to start another conversation because I know we were literally just wrapping the podcast up, but like, I am also sort of slightly excited about that weird looking Seth Rogen turtles thing that's coming out next year. Like, what is that? But oh, um, yeah, they announced that like the day the Rise film came out. I was like, guys, it's like you're doing under the rug. I'm like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yes, but yeah, everybody go and watch Turtles and listen to Lizzo and um, and and follow follow Bryony on Twitter because she's rad. Thank you, and follow Stacey because she's also rad. But you probably already do because you listen to this podcast. Oh, my dad's <laughs> literally shouting at me. Cause I'm sitting there. It's like I'm a teenager. God help. <laughs> Have dinner. Yes, well, um, I'll let you go then. But everybody, we love you. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah! <laughs>